Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 6th of March, the 65th day of 2023, with exactly 300 days ahead of us until 2024. Named after Mars, the Roman god of war, March has also become known as Women's History Month and National Optimism Month, among, among many other observances. New England poet Emily Dickinson begins number 1320 of her collection with, Dear March, come in. How glad I am. I hoped for you before. Put down your hat. You must have walked. How out of breath you are. Dear March, how are you? And the rest. Did you leave nature well? Oh, March, come right upstairs with me. I have so much to tell. Heavenward tomorrow morning, slightly after dawn, we have March's full moon, known variously as the worm moon, the eagle moon, the goose moon, the crow comes back moon, the sugar moon, the wind strong moon, the sore eyes moon, and the lenten moon. Tonight in the eastern sky, our nearly full waxing gibbous moon will be keeping company with the bright first magnitude star Regulus from the constellation Leo the Lion. Regulus is also at the bottom of the sickle, the backward question mark shaped component of Leo that shapes the lion's head, neck, mane, and ruff. Today in 1816, Jews were expelled from the free city of Lübeck, Germany. Today in 1831, Edgar Allan Poe was removed from West Point Military Academy. Today in 1836, after 13 days of fighting, Mexican soldiers overwhelmed the Texas defenders of the Alamo, killing at least 200 defenders, including William Travis, Jim Bowie, and Davy Crockett. Today, in 1853, Giuseppe Verdi's opera La Traviata premiered in Venice, Italy. Today, in 1857, the U.S. Supreme Court rendered its Dred Scott decision, ruling that Africans cannot be U.S. citizens. Today, in 1876, Alexander Graham Bell received a patent for the telephone. Today, in 1899, acetosalicyclic acid, known in the vernacular as aspirin, was patented by Felix Hoffman at the German chemical company Bayer. Today, in 1918, the U.S. naval boat Cyclops disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. Today, in 1965, state troopers used nightsticks and tear gas to attack American civil rights activists as they crossed a bridge in Selma, Alabama, during their attempted march to the state capitol in Montgomery. Today, in 1966, Barry Sadler's Ballad of the Green Berets went number one and subsequently stayed there for 13 weeks. Today, in 2010, American director Catherine Bigelow became the first woman to win an Academy Award for Best Director for her 2008 film, The Hurt Locker. This weekend, we do our yearly daily savings time spring ahead, meaning time-wise, we all lose an hour. 
One month ago, the White House announced that our government will no longer be officially concerned about COVID as an emergency come May, though that does not mean COVID is not having an impact on our nation and on the world. The New York Times reports recently that the U.S. averaged about 33,000 confirmed cases of COVID daily this past week, with 541 deaths per day. That's around 3,787 deaths this past week in the U.S., or approximately one death every two and a half minutes. So far in 2023, approximately 26,000 people have died from COVID. Basically, as a concern, COVID is evolving from formerly appearing front and center in the theater of attention to being ignored as much as possible. Although life-threatening and most definitely an emergency for more than a few, COVID has for most gone into the nebulous realm of whatever, from being considered as a pandemic to being euphemized as endemic. This has been underway for a while as plenty of folks want to diminish the anxiety and stress of thinking about how horrendous something might be. We prefer instead to inure ourselves, to assuage ourselves by dismissing as much fear as possible even when the fear is well-grounded. According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, COVID remains the number three cause of death in our country. Number one is heart disease. Number two is cancer. Number three is COVID. Number four are accidents. In 2022, 300,000 people died of COVID and 200,000 people died from accidents, any sort of accident. U.S. traffic accidents accounted for 46,000 of the total accident death toll. So here's a way to think about that. You're seven times more likely to die from COVID than you are to die in a traffic accident. Locally, here in Orono, spring semester classes have one more week before spring vacation, lasting a week. Between the two of us, my girlfriend and I teach five classes and are witnessing a COVID testing positivity rate of about 20% among our students twice the national average. But these days, little mitigation seems to be happening as the University of Maine administration continues in 2023 to approach the question of COVID on campus ambivalently, stating in its official pronouncement that masks are welcome, but required only at the individual professor's request. Therefore, many classes have enrollments that are totally unmasked, and some have enrollments required to wear masks. Guess which ones contribute more to the increasingly transmissible variants COVID is gracing us with this year. In the three years our country has been dealing with COVID, 104 million cumulative cases of COVID have been reported, the most of any country on the planet. As the U.S. continues to be the world's leader in COVID, we are proving we are the most hospitable people to the virus, engendering 16% of the world's 676 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. One million of the world's cumulative 676 million reported cases were recorded this past week. Elsewhere around the globe, major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places in cumulative numbers of infection, respectively India, France, Germany, Brazil, Japan, and South Korea. On the fatal front globally, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at 6.9 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.2 million. Worldwide, more than 13.4 billion doses of vaccine have been administered, but remember only 68% of all Americans are vaccinated, and only half of those vaccinated have had a minimum of one booster shot since. 
Today in 1906 in Patterson, New Jersey, Louis Francis Cristillo was born to Anthony and Lolly Cristillo as their second of three children, of whom young Lou was the most mischievous. One year accidentally setting the family's Christmas tree on fire, which in turn resulted in the loss of the family piano. As a youngster, Lou and his older brother Anthony shared a love of movies, which led to a fondness for show business. Anthony Jr. became a successful band leader whose last name was changed by fans to Costello, a switch soon to be adopted by younger brother Lou as well, who had hitchhiked to Hollywood, found work in a film labor gang, and took on stuntman work, even though knowing nothing about how to fall properly. An actress friend suggested he do some training, so Lou began hitchhiking toward New York, ran out of money in St. Joseph, Missouri, and found work for a year in a burlesque house, where he became a favorite with the audiences, and where he met Bud Abbott in 1936. Soon as a team, they became the Hollywood stars Abbott and Costello. Today is also the birthday in 1340 of the founder of the English royal house of Lancaster, John of Gaunt. In 1475, of Italian Renaissance sculptor, painter, architect, and poet Michelangelo Buonarroti. In 1619, of French playwright and novelist Cyrano de Bergerac. In 1747, of the father of American cavalry, Casimir Pulaski. In 1806, of English poet Elizabeth Barrett Browning. In 1875, of Basque Swiss French composer Maurice Ravel. In 1923, of American TV sidekick Ed McMahon. In 1937, of Soviet cosmonaut and first woman in space Valentina Tereshkova. In 1946, of British rocker David Gilmore. In 1947, of American high jumper Dick Fosbury. In 1951, of American blues guitarist Walter Trout. In 1959, of American actor Tom Arnold. And in 1972, of American basketball center Shaquille O'Neal. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the 12th week of winter, to the 10th week of the new year, to the fact that officially only a little less than a fortnight of winter remains.